everyone, and welcome to the Purpose Unstoppable podcast, where we're encouraging you to step out to fulfill the calling and purpose that God has placed upon your life with boldness. My name is Tiffany Hill, and today, you guys, can I tell you that the enemy is defeated? God is in your battle with you. He is fighting on your behalf, and you will get the victory. So right after we get finished praying, we're going to go into the word. And it's a really good word that God has given us today. So listen in as soon as we finish praying. Father God, we come before you, Lord. We honor you. We adore you. We worship you, Father God. There's no one else like you. There's no other God beside you, Lord. You are God all by yourself. And you don't need no help, Lord. We thank you for being our creator, Lord. We thank you for being our friend. We thank you that we can even go to you. And you welcome us into your arms, Father God. Lord, everybody that you called to listen to this podcast on today, I ask that you cover them, Father God. Cover their families. Cover their mind. Cover their thoughts, Father God. Allow them to see your hand move, even in their situations that they may be facing, Father God. And Lord, as for me, I decrease. And Lord, increase, Father God. Increase in me, Father God, to speak to your people exactly what you want them to hear, exactly what you want, and you know what they need, Father God. Lord, we love you on today. We love you every day, Lord. We thank you for being who you are. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So today we're coming from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we have Jehoshaphat, who was the king of Judah. Jehoshaphat was known to be one of the most successful kings because he obeyed the Lord. Can I tell you, obedience is greater than sacrifice. That was, that's what the word says. Obedience is greater than sacrifice. We have to be obedient to what God says to do. That's the only way we're going to be successful. We can't go out and do the things the way that we want to do it, but we have to be obedient to God and allow him to lead us by his spirit according to what his will is for our lives. So Jehoshaphat in this particular story is being attacked by the enemy. And he's being attacked by the enemy where three armies have come together to attack him, to come up against him. Just evil. You may have experienced evil stuff happening in your life. People against you, your family, relationships, situations happening where the enemy is attacking your marriage, attacking your finances, attacking your, your household, attacking your on your job. The enemy has been attacking you. And Jehoshaphat is being told, by a messenger that God sent to him to tell him, to warn him, let him know that, look, these armies are coming up against you. They've gotten together and they're about to get ready to come up against you. I'm going to tell you where they are. They're over here and they're over there giving him, giving him really good information about his enemy. But what God was doing was exposing the enemy. And that's what God does in our lives. He's not going to allow the enemy to defeat you. God exposes the enemy in our lives. He tells us what area, what what direction they're coming from, who they are. Just being in prayer with God, God will show you what your who your enemies are. God will show you and reveal to you where they are, what they're doing. And so in this particular story, Jehoshaphat is fearful. He's fearful because now he's finding out that the enemy has this big huge army coming up against him. And he's look, and it appears to him as if he can't handle it. He can't take it. So he's fearful. But you know, God did not give us the spirit of fear. Even in your situation today, whatever you may be going through, whatever the enemy has brought up against you, 
We don't have to fear because God did not give us the spirit of fear, but he gives us power, love, and a sound mind. You might have the emotion of fear, but guess what? The power and authority that you have as believers in Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, you're able to command and enforce obedience just from what you say out of your mouth, just from what the word of God tells you to do. So we don't have to fear about situations that are coming up against us. Situations that appear to be overwhelming. You just got to know that God is always with you in the situation that you're in. God said he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He is always right there with us. I remember, um, as I shared my, my personal testimony with you, I remember back in December, of, December 10th, actually, of 2018, I was terminated from my job. I was persecuted, y'all. I was wrongfully terminated. And before the termination happened, God showed me different things. He showed me the outcome of the situation in a dream. He, he even sent an angel to me to warn me of what was happening on the job, what the people were saying. And that's the first time I had, in, I had encountered an angel in that particular way. The angel came in my dreams, and, I, and that's how I began to know that all angels don't have wings. So in my particular dream that God gave me, he sent an angel to me and I noticed that the angel, the angel was dressed, she, she had on white and it was a transparent, um, her feet and her legs were transparent and the transparency that I'm referring to is like, if you could imagine water on an individual water and you could see through it, but it had light within the water. It was shining upon the legs and the feet of this particular angel that came to warn me. He sent the angel to warn me of what was happening. So God would tell us, he would tell us and warn us before things happen, before the enemy approach us. So we don't have to be afraid. We just have to consult God. And so in that situation, when I was terminated from my job, God had told me what to do. Even before the day that it, the day that it happened, he told me what scriptures to read. And I'm going to go over those scriptures before we get off this podcast today. The scriptures that he told me to read that he referred to me for reference for me to read on as I'm walking in the door on this particular day. And so as I'm walking in the door, God was so good that he even allowed me to, to tell everybody bye before I even knew exactly the, the, the major details of what was really about to transpire. God will prepare us for it, for what's about to take place. We don't have to be afraid because God is in the battle with us and he is fighting on our behalf. You don't ever have to be afraid and be fearful of what God is taking us through or what the enemy is trying to do to come up against us. Because guess what? His pl- God has a better plan. What the enemy means for, for bad, God, God means it for our good. It works out for our good. So Jehoshaphat was actually fearful and He's afraid and he, first of all, in a war, in a spiritual battle, in a spiritual war, when you go to war, the first thing you must do is consult the chief and commander. And this is what Jehoshaphat did. He went to God and he went, he went before God and he kneeled down and said, Lord, called out to God, Lord, I need you in this moment. Lord, the enemy has come up against me, Lord. I mean, they got three armies have come together to attack me, Lord. I didn't do anything, but they coming up against me, Lord, crying out to God. See, he was going to get his instructions from God because we, even though the enemy might be attacking us, we don't know what's ahead of us. So we go to God and we submit 
to God and we say, Lord, help us in this situation. What do you want to do? What do you want me to do next? So he comes out of prayer, he comes out of seeking God. And he calls a fast for everybody in the in the land to begin a fast. And he began to pray. See, when you're in a spiritual war, the battle is not yours. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood. You don't fight against your enemies. You're not fighting against the people that's coming up against you. The things that's coming up against you allow God to be God in your life. And you sit back and allow God to fight your battles. So he said in Ephesians 6 and 12 that we don't for we don't fight against flesh and blood our enemies but the battle is against principalities powers rulers of this dark world spiritual wickedness in heavenly places that's who the battle is against the battle is not against flesh and blood people people that do things to you because it's a spirit behind the thing it's a spirit behind it they may not know that they're being used by the enemy. So we don't fight a spiritual war with carnal weapons. We don't fight it with natural weapons. The word carnality in, in the Greek means fleshly. So we don't operate out of our flesh, our human nature. We don't operate out of our flesh. We are not governed or directed by our human flesh, but we're directed and we're governed by the Spirit of God. And that's who we have leading us. God leads and directs us. So you don't use your mouth to cut people up when God says don't do anything. You don't use your fist to go after somebody when you're in a spiritual war. war. You allow God to be God in your life. And what Jehoshaphat was doing was calling his people to prayer because, first of all, prayer is a weapon. Prayer is a weapon. If you're not in prayer, that's an issue as a Christian. And I can speak for myself. Before I became, before God changed and transformed my life. That was an issue for me then. That I wasn't praying. Because when you begin to pray, the word prayer means intercession. It's a You are being an intercessor and that means to break up. So when you're interceding, you're stepping in of that situation that you're going through. The situation even on behalf of other people. And you're breaking the enemy's attack. You're pushing that thing back by the prayers. The power of your prayers from the words that you've spoken by the authority that God has given you. God said you have dominion, so we have to use it. We, we can't allow the enemy to think that he can trample over us. We have authority. We have power. We have authority that God has given us, and we have to begin to co-labor with God. God has given us power, so how are we using what God has given us? How are we using these tools that God has given us to be able to fight the enemy back? So when he used prayer, prayer is powerful. Because you're interceding on behalf of other people. You're interceding on your, in your situation as well. Some of us, you know, we, we, um, we pray in our, in our regular English language, our first language. Our home language is what we call it in early childhood education, our home language. But you pray in your home language. But guess what? The power in speaking in your heavenly prayer language your, your the gift of tongues is power in that because what we're doing when we have the gift of tongues we are actually the spirit of god is praying out of us he's praying out of us so we don't know what we're praying because the mind is unfruitful we don't know what we're praying but we're praying to god and guess what we are in line with the will of god for our lives when we begin to pray in our in our in the gift of tongues that god gives us this is a powerful weapon because 
Guess what? You don't know what you need when you're praying in English. You don't know what you need. You don't know what that direction the enemy is coming from. You don't know what you need. And that's why you we need to, to desire the gift of tongues so that God can begin to, to pray through us, to break up some of the things that we know nothing about. We trust God to pray through us. I remember as a child, as a child, even growing up before God touched me, I knew nothing about the gift of tongues. I didn't know anything about it. I grew up in a Baptist church. I never heard anybody speak in tongues. And when God changed my life, he began to teach me and show me things. And when he showed me this gift and taught me about it, I, I desired the gift. I went and I researched. I read books about it. I researched the, the topic. I, I went in the Bible and to find out what is this gift about. Hearing people's testimonies about the gift of tongues. And I just desired the gift. I kept asking God, Lord, can you give me this gift? I desire this gift. I researched the gift. I wanted the gift. I was hungry for the gift. And as I went about my day, even desiring the gift, see faith, faith, You, when you have faith, you just believe in God. And, it, and when you believe God, that means you're moving. You're moving in the, you're moving, you're making movement. So I had to make a move. I had to, I had to lift my hands up and I had to open my mouth. So that I can receive this gift. Even though I may not, I didn't receive it immediately, but eventually I did. And when I received it, I was actually in my car. I was driving in my car. I held my hands up believing God that he was going to do it. And that gift just came from right up from my belly. In the, from the middle of my belly. So the gift of tongues is something that you can desire as a Christian, as a believer. Because what we can do is we can sabotage what our what what God wants to do in our lives by the way what we're speaking and praying in English. We can sabotage it. And what God wants to do is begin to pray through us. This is how you get in alignment with your, your purpose. This is how you begin to, to know what God has planned for you. This is one of the one of the ways that you are in line with the will of God for, for your life. So so the second the second weapon that they used was fasting. So they pair fasting and prayer together. So fasting is something that we're all commanded to do. That's a command from God for us to fast. So they were fasting. When you fast, your spirit man becomes strengthened. Things that are coming up against you that the enemy is bringing up against you. Things that used to bother you, you it, you won't bother you like it used to because you're made of steel. Your spirit man is strong, and the things that come up against you won't even hurt you. People look at you like you don't. You ain't not bothered by that. No, because your spirit man is strengthened by fasting. One other thing is the power of fasting is when you pair prayer and fasting together. It's like you had a butter knife in the beginning just with prayer, but when you put fasting with along with prayer, you just brought a machete. So you're pairing it together and you're praying and you're fasting and you're calling out to God. These people were calling out to God. The enemy is coming up against us. Lord, you got to rescue us from this situation, Lord. Calling out to God, crying out to God. And Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat, he stands in the middle of the assembly of the congregation, crying out to God and saying, Lord, this is what the enemy is doing. Yes, God knows already, but he wants to hear it from you. He wants to He wants to be in a relationship with you. He wants to hear it from you. What are you dealing with? What's going on? What are you what is bothering you? He's looking for true worshiper that will worship him in spirit and in truth. What's the truth of the matter? How do you really feel about the situation? Yes, he wants you to, he wants to hear from you. Cry out to God. And that's what Jehoshaphat was doing. Crying out to God and he began to say that the enemy 
was spared, that God spared the enemies like that his ancestors could have took them out when he was when God was delivering them out of Egypt. But he's saying, we haven't done anything to them. You could have told on the people at your job. You could have came after, after the person that's attacking you. You could have came after the people, but you didn't do anything to them. The evil was coming up against you. These people are just attacking him. He said, I'm doing good to them, Lord. We were doing good to them, but, but they decided to do evil. The enemy don't care who you are. He doesn't care about your age. He doesn't care about how old you are, how young you are. He doesn't care if you in your Bible or not. He doesn't care. He will attack you just because. So we have to be able to use our weapons to fight back. In the natural sense, do you allow people to bully you? When you were growing up as a child, did you allow people to bully you before you were saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost? Did you allow people to just come up and knock you out? We can't allow the enemy to do that to us. We can't just lay down and let them, oh, come on in. Do what you got to do. You got to be praying. This is a. This is not just in, the, in warfare, but this is an everyday thing. This is a continuous thing that we're doing because this is a command of God that we pray. We're to be just, we're becoming to be just like Jesus Christ. That's the goal. Jesus Christ prayed. He fasted. So this is something that's going on anyway in our lives. As Christians, as believers, we should be praying. We should be fasting. We should be crying out before God. And so what Jehoshaphat was doing, he was crying out before God. Reminding God, is telling God, like, look, God, this is what they're doing. And so what, what God, what, what happened was, this is the power in in what he was doing because in a relationship with God, you're praying to God and you're crying out to God. A relationship is a two-way conversation. I'm not going to be on the phone with my friend. I'm talking and talking and talking and then I hang up. I'm the only one talking. I didn't give my friend the opportunity to say anything. That's just like God. Are we talking and talking and talking in prayer and then you don't allow God to speak to you? So what Jehoshaphat did afterwards, they, after they prayed, after they fasted, they were waiting to hear a response from God. Sitting before God, waiting to hear what God has to say. So when you're in prayer, when you're fasting, when you're in prayer, you got to sit before God. Give, give God some time to sit before God, to respond to your prayer, to have a conversation with you. Have a notebook, have a pad, have a, your phone and on your note sessions, begin to take down what you believe that is on your heart that God is speaking to you about the situation or about whatever you're going through or about anything that's coming, maybe coming up to you in your future. God wants to share some things with us. So Jehoshaphat is listening to hear what God is saying. That's a form of, this is med, that's called meditation, but we sit quietly before the Lord. So Jehoshaphat is listening and the spirit of the Lord comes upon them. And when the spirit of the Lord comes upon them, he begins to respond to them. So I'm going to read it out. He says, this is what the Lord said. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. The battle is not yours. God is defending you. God is in the battle with you. God is fighting on your behalf. The battle is not yours. Then he said, he gives them instructions. But see, before the instructions come, this is the word of God. Another weapon that they used was that they heard the word of God. Are we in our word? Are we listening to what God is saying in his word? And also what God is saying to us in our meditation time? Are we standing on the word of God that he promised us of what we're looking to get from God while the, and why the enemy is, is coming up against us? 
So he goes on to give them instructions because first of all, in the Bible, some, some scriptures are conditional. God said, if you do this, then you get this. So this scripture is saying, I'm, verse six, I'm in verse 16. I'm reading from New Living, New Living Translation. It says, tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeru. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions. Wait a minute. He said, you won't need to fight. He said, take your positions. That means we don't do anything. We just sit there with our hands and we don't do anything. When I was getting terminated from my job and they terminated me and I left, every people around me was looking at me like, why are you not calling the people to tell them what happened? To tell them that this was, this was wrong? No, God told me to stand still. He told me that the battle is not mine. It belonged to him. Why do I have to fight my battles when I have a God that I serve? I have almighty God that I serve. Why am I trying to fight my battle? So you stand still. He says, stand still and watch the Lord's victory. Your position in battle, your position in the fight is not to go after the people. Your position is not to go after the situation. Your position is to stand still and know that he is God. He said to watch. That's what his direction. He said, stand still and to watch the Lord's victory. Because he said, he is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out there tomorrow for the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you in the battle. He does not leave you. He is not going to forsake you. He is right there with you in the situation. So after this happened, you guys, after this happened, and I'm just flowing in the spirit. I'm, I'm just flowing in the spirit right now. After this happened, the um, Jehoshaphat, they, they began to pray. They were excited about what God said. Yes, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. We're praying. We're worshiping God. Thank you, Lord. And after this, they go and they take, they go to sleep and they wake up in the, ne the next day. Jehoshaphat tells them, Listen, y'all. Y'all listen. I need y'all to believe the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. He said, believe in his prophets and you will succeed. What was Jehoshaphat telling him in this moment? Jehoshaphat was saying, you got to fight the good fight of faith. You got to believe what God just told you. God just gave, said he's going to give you the victory. God just told you that. God told you that he was going to give you healing in your body. God told you that he was going to deliver you from every, whatever situation that you're facing. God told you this. You're standing on the word of God. God told you that your marriage is going to be reconciled. Look, you're standing on the word of God. He said, believe, that word believe means trust have confidence, be in great expectation. So he's telling you to believe. He's telling the people, believe. So then when they realize and say, okay, believe, believe, believe. When you believe, you, you start praising God. Faith is another weapon. But praise is another weapon. When you begin to praise God, because what they were doing, they was praising God and thanking God. Before they even warned about it, they just believed God. They wasn't even there yet. They haven't even reached the people yet. They were marching out to the people. They haven't even gotten there yet. They're praising God before the issue, the before they come up against the enemy face to face. So in the spirit, y'all, in the spiritual realm, something is happening. And what's happening is the enemy started getting confused when they started praising God. He started getting confused. And in the natural realm, what we've seen was the enemy. What they did was they started to kill him, kill each other. They turned on each other and started to kill each other. So now Judah, now Judah and Jerusalem, they're marching up 
to the place. They're marching up to the place. They're still praising God. But when they got there, this is the thing. This is what God wants to tell us. What's going to happen in your situation. What you believe in him for. He wants to blow your mind. This is what God is telling us. He's saying, when they came up to the place where they had to face the, the, um, the enemies that came up against these three armies, these three armies that was huge, there was a, a great multitude of them, they got there and they, they're like, wow, wait a minute, where's the battle? It's, it's over. God had defeated them. They were all dead. They didn't even have to fight. They didn't have to get tired. They didn't have to lose, shed blood. They didn't have to do any of that. They didn't even have to fight when they made it to the place that God told them to go, following God's instructions. When God, What God is saying, he's going to blow your mind. You're not even going to expect what is going to happen. You're probably not even qualified for the job that he's about to de deliver you. But when they came up against him and they seen they're all dead, what God released to them was overflow. So this is why the enemy has been fighting you so hard. You've been praying. You've been fasting. You've been listening and hearing from God so that you can make sure you're on the right track. You're going in the right direction. You're in faith and you're believing God. You're following his instructions. And now he's leading you to overflow. Overflow, you guys. Overflow. He they began to pick up the plunder and the valuables, the clothing and stuff that it was on the floor. And they couldn't even, they had to come back three times to be able to take all the plunder that was on the ground. Well, God is saying, get ready for your overflow. Get ready for your overflow. He has delivered you from your enemy. The battle is not yours. It belongs to God. And he has the victory. Begin to praise God. Begin to shout because the battle is won. Overflow is coming. Expect overflow. You're not going to be able to carry. You're not going to even be able to expect what God is going to do in your life. You're not going to even expect it because it's going to be oh, it's going to be more than what he even told you that it was going to be. He's going to be more when you get there. So I pray you guys that this message was encouraging you. Before I leave, I want to tell you the final of my testimony of what happened. What happened is I was continuing to praise God. And that's why you cannot bother a child of God. The enemy cannot bother a child of God. Because I was praising God, I was worshiping God, and I was believing God. God knew that I did nothing wrong. But I knew God told me to stand still. So I stood still. I didn't defend myself. I allowed people to talk about me. People around, I allowed them to say I was crazy because I didn't call the people to tell them what had happened to me. But I stood still, and I was dependent and crying out to God. I prayed for the people's heart. I prayed for my heart as well because I didn't want to deal with ill feelings towards a person because these are God's children. So I, I cried out to God and I watched to see what God did. And what God did is at least two to three months later, I received a phone call from the job that I was terminated on. And what they did was offer me my job back. I was vindicated. My character was restored and I was offered my job back. So God loves us. We just have to trust God. We don't have to be in fear. We just have to trust God and know that he is God. He has our lives in his hand. He knew what you were going to go through before he created you. He completed your end before even your beginning. So we're in great hands. We're in God's hands. So I pray you guys that this message was encouraging you to you on today. I'm excited for what God is doing in our lives. I want you to be in great expectation for what God is going to be doing. What he's going to be doing in our lives, you guys. We got something to look forward to. So you know what I'm always praying for you. If no one's told you today, I'm telling you, I love you, but Jesus Christ loves you so much more. I want you to go out and inspire the world around you. 
to be purpose unstoppable.